Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Want to go pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 319 of the Big Show of some Enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Back. Another Sunday. Back from vacation. Yes. Had a few days. Had about four days off. Went up to the lake. Had a good time. A cell service was spotty up there. Not that it bothered me all that much. So I really wasn't on social media too much. So I missed the Sunday episode, but... We're back. Um, how are you guys doing? What are we going to talk about today? Well, um, I was going to record this earlier. Actually, I was going to get a hold of a cat. And we we're going to do an interview. But between the garage renos that are going on on one side of me, and apparently we have the friggin' March Madness basketball tournament going on on the other side of me, um, you guys would have heard a lot of... All, the whole interview, so I wasn't going to do that to anybody, and uh, I had to wait till they kind of shut her down for the night. So it's about eight o'clock here on Saturday night. So it's, it's a it's a real swinging Saturday here, talking to my microphone in my basement. But uh, you know, I do have. There we go. Um, having a few beers. Wife's not feeling that good tonight, so. She is upstairs watching TikTok videos and the Blue Jay game. If anybody's going to make you feel sick, the Jays can do it. But here, cheers. First one tonight. So, it's a real professional professional show I got going here. My lead-in. Oh, I'll get to that. Um, yeah. It's... Um, well, what are we going to talk about? Um, I have a list. The top eight, I don't know why it's eight, but top eight duos, tag teams, if you will. So we're gonna, we'll get into that list. As I always say with the lists, um, I don't look at them ahead of time. I enjoy discovering them with you guys, so uh, we'll, we'll find out who the duos are. As well, uh, oh, here we go. I, the Dollarama special. I got hockey cards. I always like opening hockey cards, as I always say, on an audio podcast. It's very exciting. But these are the 1990 scorecards. 
So, of course, famously for the future superstar Eric Lindros card that back in the day everyone was chasing. Um, yes. I was in grade 8 when that was, grade 9 when that was going on. I can remember that. And that was a big deal if you could score a Lindros card. So we'll see. Chase and Lindros. We'll see if we can get one here. Yarmir Yager. Of course, that was a great draft class. Of course, you got Owen Nolan and Yager and Primo and Ricci and Brad May and Broder and Turner Stevenson and Sean Antosky. Link Gates' rookie card is in here. Oh, the possibilities are endless. So, uh, but before we get rolling, uh, I'm gonna I'll throw out the shoutouts and then we can get into it. Um, I gotta I gotta talk to you guys about a few things. Um, some stuff came up that I want to uh, talk to the listeners about, and uh, hopefully I can get some feedback from you. I always enjoy getting feedback from you guys, and uh, yeah. We'll talk about that, but uh, but first, um, as I always say, obviously, member of the Hockey Podcast Network, plenty of shows on the network. I'm on the original creator site. Oh, now, crack beer, now I get the hiccups. Tremendous. Definitely uh, professional here. Um, but on the original content side with Jolt and Joe Lazito. Uh, Alec at the Five for Fighting podcast, Jordan at Five in a Game, Terry Ryan. Oh, what a crew to be associated with, let me tell you. Yep. I tell you, if you're hanging out with those folks, you're back to the wall. Keep your hand in your wallet. I'll tell you that. Um, but coming up, Coliseum Chronicles. It's a New York Islander based podcast, but Joe has went off the island. And again, Joe, I think Joe's going to go, he's entertainment tonight. He's like, he's Mary Hart, TMZ, Perez Hilton. I don't know. Um, he's interviewing all the stars. He's gone Hollywood. Another Shorzy, uh, actor. And, um, his name is Keegan Long. Again, one of the kids that, uh, Shorzy, when he's in the high school games, always beaks, beaks with. Um, yeah. So I have not had a chance to listen to it yet. I'll be listening to that in the truck on Monday. But yeah, Shorzy cast member Keegan Long is, uh, Joe's guest. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm waiting. What's going to happen? What's going to happen next? Oh, he's going to have directors and producers. And, yeah, Joe's going Hollywood, let me tell you. Yep. Then we got Alec, the Five for Fighting podcast. Um, and he is uh, has an interview coming out here shortly with Kelly Bent, uh, Wichita Thunder East Coast Hockey League tough guy. And, uh, you know, looking forward to that. Um, both these cats have tremendous back catalogs that I've Highly recommend you check out. And then, of course, you got Jordan at five in a game. And, uh, again, another great back catalog. He's new, to, he's new to the business, but, uh, he, he is, uh, quickly, uh, well, see, the problem is he lives in the Maritime, he works out in Alberta, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, he will be back in the fall on a regular, once he gets home and has a bunch of months off, then he'll obviously become much more, um, you know, a weekly podcast, but right now, a little tough going right now, but, uh, definitely give his, uh, back catalog a look-see. Um, yeah, there we go. That's, uh, there, that's the, uh, that, that's the crew that I hang out with. Yeah. It's a, what a group. Uh, hold on. I have the hiccups. Jesus. What's going on here? I think we should take another sip of beer. Um, first and foremost, I'd like to talk, uh, well, we have an enforcer signing. Darian Skiho has re-signed with the Savannah Ghost Pirates in the East Coast League. Love it. Uh, Skiho, tough dude. Old dub kid. Uh, met him at Ice Wars, actually. 
Um, and I, I wish, congratulations, I wish him the best. Uh, I believe he will be up in Henderson with the Silver Knights with a tryout in the American League. Uh, and I hope he makes it. Tough kid. Big dude. Played for the Vancouver Giants. Um, I'm down, man. Good luck to you, sir. So it's always nice to see those guys getting signed. Um, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> what should I do first? Well, I'll do my week on the... Well, it all sort of ties together with my week on the internet. Um, which really wasn't much. I, like I said, I wasn't, I did, easy for you to say. I really wasn't on the internet that much. As I said, I was up at the, up at the lake. So, um, yeah, phone was away. We we're out in the boat and doing some swimming in the lake. And I was just floating out there and drinking beer on the beach and, uh, just enjoying myself in the nice weather. So, uh, yeah, I really don't, um, I've always been, I've always been able to like to put the phone down. I don't, I don't have it glued to my hand or anything like that. So I left it back in the cabin and, uh, yeah. So I really, uh, you know, at night, you know, when it got later, you know, we were back at the cabin sitting on the deck or having some drinks or whatever, but, um, I, you know, I'd look a few things up and stuff, but overall I was, uh, it was fairly spotty, um, the, the cell coverage. Um, I always say up at Candle, if you want a, a Candle Lake, if you want a, if you want a great, uh, yeah, uh, internet service, man, go on the boat and go out in the middle of the lake. Shit, you get five bars out there. I said, if I had to stay up a candle all summer, I'd be doing my podcast from the pontoon boat out in the middle of the lake. That'd be an interesting podcast, wouldn't it? Out in the, out in the middle of the lake. But I, I tell you, you, I get faster service out there than I do in my living room. So, yeah. But, my week on the internet. Um, well, <laughs> The only one actually that I kind of had a laugh about was today. Um, uh, old Rob, once again, uh, you know, very active in the, in the fight, in the hockey fight and brawls Facebook page. He's always posting the shit up there. Well, he posted his top 50 of all time. I said top 50. That's very ambitious. Um, I have a tough enough time doing a top 10, let alone a top 50. Uh, but he put up his top 50 and holy shit, I had about 300 and some comments. Um, and ju- oh, ju- you could just imagine, um, you know, like I said, every, if, I mean, anytime you're doing a list or anything like that, it's like, there is no right or wrong answer. I mean, that's your opinion. That's what you think. And you know, whatever, but, oh, the amount of clowns commenting is just unreal. And I always laugh though, they'll come, oh, I can't believe you put him in front of that, like, where's Koser and where's this guy? Well, Koser's number seven, all, oh, you know, like, just clowns, but it's just, uh, I, I noticed they never put their lists up though. Like, they like to throw the stones and call, call Rob an idiot or whatever, I can't believe this or that and blah, 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 but, okay, well, where's your video? You know, so... Well, like the one guy here, just, uh, going on on this guy. Well, this just like you thinking McGratton was top 20. I guess we all have our opinions. So Rob replies, well, some of ours are based on tangible things. Some of ours aren't, which cracked me up. So old Jay replies back. Yeah, I played triple A against him in one summer. I guess yours isn't. I don't know what that means. And then he replies. But you've watched so much video. I'm sorry you have it down pat, pal. Like, oh, okay. So this guy played, 
I, I love you played summer triple. No, you played drop-in hockey with them in the summer. You know, y'all paid your five bucks at the at the Communiplex, and away you went. And so he was probably like sixteen. So you're gonna judge a guy uh, his fighting career at sixteen. You know, never mind a decade later when he's in the NHL. But at sixteen in summer league, he just didn't show you much. Yeah, because there's so much fighting in the AAA summer league. Oh, like. Okay, AJ, you're an all-star. Yeah. But yeah, well, yeah, but you watched video. Yeah, I mean, I guess why would you do that? I mean, you know, you watched video and based your opinion on that. Oh, you dumb motherfucker. Like just <laughs> So you watch video. I guess you got it down then. Hey, pal. Yeah, I I guess so. I don't I don't know. I I wasn't out there in the summer league in Ontario playing drop-in hockey. You know where there's all you know, all, we, we we judge all the that's where they scout all the fighters is in the summer league. <laughs> these are the people that are in these groups. Oh yeah, and then uh, well there I mean there's a bunch of comments, but the one guy oh Bob Gasoff's name came up. Oh the fact you don't have him top five all time shows you're clueless. Oh yeah, Gasoff's fifth of all time is he? Oh, he he was the reason the Flyers did this, and he's the reason teams drafted. He was one of the greatest of all time. I'm not saying this to slight Bob Gasoff at all, but first of all, I'm pretty sure the guy writing that probably never saw Gasoff. I mean, how like and Rob's perfect answer to him was, "Well, I I've never seen like outside of the, the minimal clips of Bob Gasoff that there are. I've never really seen him, so I can't really rank him." Um, you know, and I agree. Uh, but of course, this guy's just going on. And on. Well, that's why you don't know anything, and he's the top five of all time. Um, that's why they retired his number. Blah blah blah. Well, no, they retired his number because it was a tragic accident. They didn't retire his number because he made the Philadelphia Flyers draft differently. Um, I mean, it depends. I mean, Randy Holt's been vocal on Facebook. Well, Gasoff wasn't that tough at all. So, I mean, you know, whatever. That's Randy Holt's opinion, but. Um, I can't, like, again, I'm in, I'm in the same position Rob's in. I mean, I've never seen Gasoff fights. No one has. Um, you know, and I'm pretty sure Numbnuts here probably wasn't in St. Louis watching him. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, he played, what, three and a half seasons? Had, I looked it up. I think, I believe he had 35 NHL career, 35 career fights in the NHL. You know, obviously his, his life was cut short with the, with the accident and everything else, but, um, you know, if he hadn't gotten killed and played, you know, a 12, 13, you know, a six, seven, 800 game career, well then, you know, we could have that discussion about Bob Gasoff, but I mean, his fight card's good and everything and he had 300 minutes in one year and blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, I, <laughs> so you're a top five all times. So you got like Probert, Dave Brown, Wilson, LaRock, Brashear, you figure Gasoff's in that conversation, you know, ahead of Koser and McSorley and Baruby and Bugard and, all these guys, like, yeah, you know, okay. Larry Playfair and, you know, whatever, Gillies and all that. Oh, Gasoff's right in there with his 30-some fights, you know. Yeah, okay. You know, again, it's all opinion. There's no right or wrong, but, eh, you know, I, I think the body of work really isn't there when you compare him to other people. Um, but anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, anytime... I know, well, from doing this show, I know people like lists and every. That's why I do lists all the time. Hence, I have a list at the end of this episode. Um, you know, so I know people like lists and all that. And it's fun to see everybody's top ten. I mean, Rob asked me what mine was in that, and I replied. And 
Um, you know, I've done it on here a couple times. I've done it on the sites a few times. My top five is fairly standard. I mean, it's pretty much, I got, I think it's Probert, Brown, LaRock, Wilson, Brashear, really. It's kind of my top five. And then after that, I'm like, yeah, it's whatever way the wind's blowing, I think. You know, you get, ah, you get a coaster in there, a Ruby, a McSorley, uh, you know, maybe a Bugard or a Grimson. Um, you know, I think McGratton's got to be in that conversation. Um, uh, you know, I don't, you know, of course, Gillies and stuff. I mean, a lot of guys will yell Playfair and stuff. Again, another guy, limited footage for myself, um, a little before my, like, I mean, I was as alive when he's playing, but I wasn't watching Larry Playfair footage when I was nine. Um, but, you know, this, some of the stuff that's out there. I mean, I know he's got a huge rep and, and, and this, the old timers really pump his tires. Um, so I'm, I'm not saying he shouldn't be in the top 10. I, I'm much like as Rob stated earlier, and I, you know, um, I'm kind of in that boat that uh, I just, I haven't seen enough to to really comment on him uh, or to make a proper assessment. But uh, yeah, I mean, that, you know, like I said, it's everyone, everyone's top 10 is different. And I mean, that's the, um, well, and as Mark brought up, he goes, well, that was the, that's the point of bringing this up. It, it, it produces uh, discussion and, and that's what this group is all about and everything. And, and I, I agree with them. I said, my only issue with all the, with, in the comment section, I said, it's just when you get fanboys or trolls or just people that have zero clue. That's, that's my issue with it. I have no problem with this at the discussion. If someone says, Oh, I disagree. I think so-and-so should be in there because, well, then that's a discussion and you're, you're being adult about it. And, and that's a fun, that's what the group's all about is to have that back and forth, back and forth with people. But when it's just like I said, with like these dorks that play, oh, I played summer league, you know, like against Brian McGratton, you know, and he's nothing. Oh, okay. You know, and just shit like that. I mean, yeah, that's, I, I basically, I would say to Mark, I said, well, that's what, um, that's what really kills the enthusiasm for creators. And I said, I speak from firsthand from coming up with, uh, Twitter tournaments and, uh, it, do it while doing this podcast and, and, and just in general, um, you know, I, you, you get feedback or, you know, you get comments from people and it's, uh, you know, and, and I mean, that's the thing. If, uh, if, if it's constructive criticism, I have no problem taking that. Right. But, uh, you know, when it's just trolls or, or, or people beacon off or whatever, it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, or like you said, you, I, like I've done the Twitter tournament every year and I mean, I've had guys like Zito and guys like that ask me like, I can't believe you keep doing this because it's just, there's so many fucking idiots and it's, and there is, but it's like, I always like to say, well, I, I do it for the 95% that aren't, um, but you're always going, we're so-and-so and this, this is a bush bracket and I can't believe you do that match. And you go, you get every idiot coming out of the woodwork. I mean, they've never done anything creative themselves. I mean, they're not going to do their own tournament or anything like that, but they could sure sit on the sidelines and, you know, throw stones, but you know, what are you going to do? So, you know, are you going to let those people bother you and then not do it? Uh, you know, but I can tell you in all honesty, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's a real pain in the ass sometimes without a doubt. And, uh, and you do start questioning, you know, yeah, what the fuck am I doing this for? But no, and I, I appreciate all the work that Rob does in the group and he's always coming up with, matchups and lists and everything else and 
to be completely honest, most of the time it's what kind of keeps the group, not that the group would go away, but it keeps any sort of activity going in the group because for the most part, I think a lot of people, I mean, there's tens of tens and upon tens of thousands of members. I think there's 50,000 members to be honest. Well, you know, how many are bots and everything else, but you know what I'm saying? There's tens of thousands anyway. And I think, I think a good majority of, well, not, I think I know the good majority of them, um, they're, they're reply people or they're comment people. Like they're not going to start any threads on their own. And, uh, you know, so, which is fine. You're a, a lurker as they say. And, um, you don't want to, you know, you don't feel the need to add your two cents in. I completely understand that. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, if you want to keep these boards kind of going and alive, it's like, you know, and I, to be completely honest, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not a huge topic guy either. Like I'll throw out pictures constantly. I'm always putting up pictures and stuff. And hopefully that draws, um, a story or, uh, something out of the, out of the picture. But, yeah, to be completely, yeah, I'm not a big topic starter, conversation starter guy either. So, you know, um, I get it, but so that's why I appreciate what Rob's doing. So, but anyway, um, yeah, it just, yeah, the, oh, the comment section was so just, I mean, I'm not surprised by any, oh, the AAA comment cracked me up, but I mean, I'm not surprised by any of the comments. Like I said, it's the same kind of shit that I get when I do the, Probert Invitational Tournament, which actually sh- it should be coming up here. Should it not? I guess we're entering August here, and I usually kind of do it late August, September. So, um, yeah, look for that. Oh, I can't wait to put that out and get told how stupid it is and where so-and-so. But, uh, no, like I said, it's uh, it's always a fun exercise to do. And, and like I said, for the most part, it... Um, you know, like I said, it, uh, you kind of, you, you do it for the 95%, not the 5%. But, uh, no, the other, the other thing that kind of came up when I was, you know, it was a comment that I got, uh, actually about my last episode, um, the mean 13. Um, I had a guy on Twitter, he doesn't follow me or anything, but out of the blue, um, he, he, he tweeted out, uh, tried to listen, we'll try again later. But five minutes of telling me about equipment issues is not a great lead-in. Um, <laughs> which kind of, okay, I, I guess. No, it probably wasn't. Um, I, you know, I didn't realize this was fucking TSN here, but, or ESPN. Um, I, I guess, well, I guess that it, the, the thing that kind of, I, I was thinking about it later, and I, I was telling the brother-in-law about it, and he's like, well, you you were kind of sitting there having beers on the deck, and it was, because uh, I read it when I was at the cabin, but I was, uh, he's like, well, does that piss you off? And I'm like, no, because, I mean, I've gotten, I mean, I've had people email me and tell me my show was shitty and, you know, whatever. And that doesn't actually really bother me all that much. It was more, um, not that his comment, um, I, I've gotten the comment, not often, I've gotten it from a few people, um, about sort of how unprofessional my show is. Uh, and I've always sort of laughed about it because I'm like, oh, I didn't realize I was supposed to be professional. Um, you know, as I said, it's not a, a, you know, I'm not on fucking network news here. And, uh, you know, so I don't, uh, I'm just some fucking asshole in this basement drinking beer at the moment and uh, yelling out my window. So, um, but at the same time, I guess, 
you know, you're always, as you put out the episodes and everything else, I mean, you're always on the quest for new listeners. I mean, that's, you know, you always want the show to grow. I mean, you know, I get it. As I've always said, I understand I'm a niche product and there's no, like, my show's, my show has, a, sorry folks, I've dropped my phone here. Uh, my, I get my show has a ceiling. You know, cause really, I mean, I understand, like, new age fans aren't gonna listen to this, cause like, they give a shit about Craig Cox and Bob McGill. I mean, you know, they don't care. And they don't know who those people are anyway. Probably, hell, they probably weren't even, they weren't even born when they were playing. Um, you know, so, I, and the whole hockey, hockey fight thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's like you're on an island, right? And like I said, that's why the network, there's a couple of us that do it, but overall, in the grand scheme of things, if you think of all the hockey podcasts, there isn't any, there isn't, how many fight specific shows are there? Four. And they're all on the network. So, um, you know, so I, I mean, I get it. That's fine. I mean, I didn't get into this to, for any other reason other than I enjoy talking about hockey fights and wanted to talk to tough guys and fellow fight fans and blah, blah, blah. Um, Anyway, I'm rambling here, but my point being is, um, like I said, every once in a while I'll get messages from people that obviously have not, it's like their first time listening to the show. Most of the time it comes from, I've interviewed somebody that they're a fan of. And so this is like, well, I've never listened to this guy's show, but I want to hear so-and-so. So they'll listen to it. Maybe they go back and listen to another episode. Then I'll get a message from them. And yeah, I enjoyed the interview, but you know, you did this, this, and this. It's like, okay. And, um, like I get, what, what are we at? Like I said, episode 319, I guess I've become very comfortable behind the microphone talking to you guys. And I guess I, I, yeah, and, and I guess wrongly, I guess, but I always just sort of assume that, you know, we're all kind of friends here and everyone's listened before and, you know, the gimmick and we all sit here and talk about my week on the internet and swear and drink beer and, yap like whatever because I've always said I've always on this show what I've always tried to do um, for anybody that's played any sports or anything or uh, you know I always want it to be like you're in the locker room after the game or you're watching the game and you're sitting in your basement man cave or whatever you call it so to speak and a couple of the boys are over and you're just drinking some beers and and you're bullshitting that's kind of the vibe I've always tried to go go with for the show and I've always tried to make it sound comfortable. Um, whenever I have guests on, I try to make them feel comfortable. And I guess, <clears throat> I, I guess you call it unprofessional. I just call it a casual atmosphere. Like I said, I'm I'm not trying to like some people are trying to use this as a, their shows for resumes to get onto networks. And that's all fine. And more power to them. I've never been like that. I don't care. I have a job. I don't, this is pretend radio to me. This I'm living out my radio fantasy. Um, you know, and so I get, I guess what I've tried to, I, I, I guess the, the point of my show is, uh, I guess I've sort of, I lack professionalism really. Um, for lack of a better term, for I, I I don't know how to word it. Like I said, um, this guy telling me about my lead in and everything else, and um, well, the reason I brought up about the audio problem is because I normally do two episodes in a week, and I and I didn't do one that day, and I have people I have people text me or they will text me like, oh, no show today, or 
you're not doing anything or everything okay or whatever. I mean, I have multiple people send me texts if my show is not there first thing in the morning uh, on a Wednesday or on a Sunday. And uh, they're probably asking me what am I or doing it right now. <laughs> so um, that's why I explained to people. So, but I guess as a new listener, you're like, well, get on with your show, man. Like I'm tuning in for the fourth line voice and we're supposed to be doing a list here and this is serious business. I guess, I mean, you know, I get it. I'm not mad at this guy for writing that. I mean, he doesn't know it's his first time, probably his last time listening to the show. Um, I, but it, it just sort of, like I said, it, it kind of put me in that, in that I was wondering and, and I, I throw this out to you, the listeners, the regular listeners. Um, and, and this is where I really want your guys' feedback. I know you're all sitting there listening to it and you're just like, oh, well, you know, a couple other people will say whatever. No, I'm ask, I'm asking you as listeners, um, to, it would help me out. Um, it really would. Um, if you, if you're on social media, get a hold of me and you're follow, we follow each other on social media, just send me a direct message. Um, if you're not on social media, Hockeyfights at hotmail.com. All one word, hockeyfights at hotmail.com. Send me an email and, and I, and just, you know, I, I mean, how, how should I be feeling about this? I, I don't know. Um, I'm not bothered by it. Like I said, after 319 episodes, I mean, professionalism, that ship has sailed, man. Um, again, I guess I should say though, I do take, and I've always said this, uh, well, I take, well, cause they didn't say anything about the content that was just more, I'm, it's never about the content. I guess it's about the presentation. Um, I've always said my content, I will put my content up with anybody. Um, it's original. So you're, you know, so it's always tough to come up with original stuff. I will put up my player interviews with anybody's. Um, I've never cheated the listener. Um, I've become, I come prepared. I take my research seriously. I look up, I'm not just, oh, I'm talking to a guy and I have hockey DB open and, you know, uh, no, I mean, I look into their careers and do the, you know, and take the time. Um, uh, as I would say, there's to me, if you're going to have a guest on and take, they're going to take time out of their life to come talk to you on your show. The, the bottom line is, is to be a, at that point, you have to be professional and not waste their time. Um, and I think far too often there are many podcasts, including big podcasts, that uh, are fucking embarrassing with their interviews. Um, but again, some of them are so popular, it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, people will listen anyway. And, the, you know, hey, whatever. But to me, um, it's completely disrespectful to ha- invite someone on. And then, you know, so where did you play Junior? Like, fuck, really? Like, come on. You know, and there are plenty of shows that do that bullshit. I've never done that. I will put it, like I said, hey, and I'm not saying this to brag or anything. I'm not. It's just, I'll put up my interviews with anybody and, and I will put up my research with anybody's. And, um, you know, and I, and I think my guests will say the same thing. And, um, you know, so I've always prided myself on that. And th- in terms of that, I guess overall, I guess it's the presentation. I guess, you know, should I be taking this more seriously? Eh, I, I, I don't think so, but I mean, again, it's not like, you know, we're completely out and I don't think the show's completely out in left field. I mean, yeah, we have a little, some laughs and some goofy shit now and again, and you know, 
And I mean, I've been known to circle the drain and beat a dead horse. I'm not going to, I, well, kind of, what am I doing now? The irony. Um, you know, so that's just my personality. I guess I get long-winded about certain things. I get trying to drive the point home, I guess. But, um, you know, yeah. And somebody said, well, you know, it might, it might speed up your show or more streamline your show if you script it and you write it out. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, I, I guess the biggest thing for me is, I don't have time. Like, oh, oh, do a script and do all this and get your bullet points and all that. And and you could spit polish to show a bit better. Yeah, if I did it once a week, yeah, maybe I could. You know, um, I do it twice a week. I have to come up with original content um, at the same time, especially during the summer. I work, I legit work every day. Yeah, I know I just got back from the lake after four days off and everything else. That was my first days off. That was my first day off since April. I haven't had a day off since April. I work every day. And I'm gonna like I said, I'm gonna work every day until late September until we go to Las Vegas after this. So I don't have time or like to come down and oh I'm gonna research all the like I'll research the guests. I'll I'll take a couple hours each night for a couple nights, look up their DP, elite hockey, maybe look into a story, newspapers.com, ask a few ask a few of my trusted research folks about a guy or if I if this guy played in a certain league and I know a guy is a big UHL guy or an AHL guy or whatever, I'll ask them, hey, do you ever, you know, you got any backstory on this guy or whatever, in case I'm missing something. If some, if he was on another show, I will listen to the podcast, sometimes very tough, but I I will listen, I'll kind of fast forward through it, but I'll listen to make sure, like, I don't want to double up and repeat shit. Um, so that all takes time, which I really don't have all that much. As I always say, there's someone upstairs I need to talk to every once in a while too. And we obviously, not that we have big swinging nightlife as I sit here on a Saturday at 9 o'clock at recording this, but I mean, we have family we visit and everything else. So, you know, um, I just don't have the time to do all. Yeah, so if I had the time to do a script and, and do bullet points and oh, talking points and all this shit, well, yeah, the show would sound a lot, probably a lot more professional and everything else. No, I'm literally hitting record and just giving you guys an hour of content that you can listen to on your commute to work. And, um, you know, or, you know, like I said, interview a player, which doesn't happen as much lately. Um, but when you sit down and interview the player after you're done, I'd like to think maybe you know something about them. Or if it's an Ice Wars preview and, hey, you're going to tune into Ice Wars, you know who Tra- you know a little bit about Travis Check now or James, who, uh, James Brooks or Bo Cornell or whatever. Um... You know, and a preview show, review shows, which I'm always proud of, uh, with Jay and Alec or whoever I'm having on, or if I have a fight guest on and we talk, or fight fan, pardon me, and we do the show, um, I'm always proud of those shows. I've never, I've done, you know, well, I've, I've done a few, I've, hey, has every show I've done been great? No, shit, I've got three finger stinkers in there for sure. Um, tried my best, tried to give you content, sometimes it sticks, sometimes it doesn't. What are you going to do? Um, I've, I've done a few different gimmicks and it was just like, eh, some of the feedback was kind of, nah. So, all right, well, we won't do that again. Um, you know, always got to try though, right? Like I said, I'm trying to do two and a half, three hours of content every week, original content. It's tough. So, um, but yeah, I, I basically, I've always said, I've never lied to the listeners. I turn on the microphone and this is who I am. This is how I talk in real life. Um, so I, I don't put, I don't. I think there's a lot of people that put on bullshit. They put on their little persona and 
you know what and again i'm not that's their gimmick that's what they like to do that's cool whatever um i've never done that i'm just this is who i am and uh yeah so i don't know like again as this guy certainly isn't the first person to accuse me of being unprofessional so uh it probably won't be the last but um I'd really like to, like I said, I really want to hear from you guys. I know, um, yeah, please get a hold of me and just, although I don't really know what my question is, not am I professional or not? That's, you know, I've always said, I don't know, just what should I be doing? What should I not be doing? What do I do that's annoying? Like I said, if no one tells me, um, you know, I'll keep doing it. Um, and like I said, I don't, I don't go back and listen to my shit after I release it. I don't. I, so I don't know what I sound like. Well, I should, I know what I sound like because I've had to get sound bites or edit things now and again. I don't edit much, but I mean, so I'm not, what does my voice sound like? That's not what I mean, but just kind of, is there shit that I do that's, I, hey, if you didn't do that, it would be better show or whatever, I guess is what I'm asking. So I don't know. What the fuck? I'm asking you, the listeners out there. I mean, there might not be many, but damn it, they're strong. Um, but no, I'd love to hear from you. I really would. So please get a hold of me. Uh, like I said, social media, DM me or, uh, hockey fights at hotmail.com and, uh, we'll chat. I'd love to hear from you. I'd like to hear from you guys regardless. Even if it's not with anything and you're just like, oh, I watched a fight video and I saw that or whatever. I don't know. Just drop me a line. I like to hear from fight fans. But how about we just chase Lindros now? Like I said, we're going to, uh, we're going to ask... We're going to ask, what am I, what am I talking about here? Hold on. I got to take a drink. What are we doing here? I think I've had too many. Let's just take a drinks. But yeah, but I like hearing from you guys. So, but here we're going to, we're going to open some score hockey cards here on the air. Uh, like I said, it's an audio podcast. So this is very exciting. Oh, here we go. Patrick Sundstrom to start things off. I love the old score. Man, we opened up a lot of packs of these. Scott Young for the Hartford. This is when the Hartford was still in the league. Brent Sutter. Sutter family. Unbelievable. Jeff Brown. Record setter, Yuri Curry. Oh, there you go. Gretzky, 1990 scoring leader. Dave Chizowski. Eric Lindros had a lot. Speaking of Lindros, he had a, he had a lot of heat with Chizowski. Chizowski hit him from behind in an OHL game, and Lindros was always looking for revenge. Scott Arneal, Brian Prop, great player. Oh, Marty, Marty McSorley. There we go. Marty's going in the going over in this section over here. Here we go. Clint Malarchuk. Yeah, that's one of the scariest incidents of all time. I heard his book's really good. Doug Bodger. Randy Wood, Tom Barrasso. Well, no Lindros, unfortunately. But we got Marty. That's all right. I always love the the write ups on the back. What's what's Marty say here? Marty is one of the NHL's premier enforcers during the the past five seasons, with often been called Gretzky's bodyguard. Well, he topped the Kings in penalty minutes for the second straight season in 89-90. He contributed offensively as well with career highs in goals, assists, and points, establishing himself a personal high with three assists against Washington. A right winger during much of his career with the Oilers, Marty played virtually the entire 89-90 season on defense. He scored two goals in a game for the fourth time in his career. He signed as a free agent with Pittsburgh in 1982 and was traded to the Oilers in 1985. Yeah, that, that, what a hell of a season that. 89, 90, 75 games. He had 15 goals, 21 assists, 
and 322 minutes of penalties. Yeah, Marty turned himself into a real solid player. There we go. So, unfortunately, no Lindros, but hey, what can you do? And now, here's a word from our sponsor. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In partnership with Hollywood Casino and Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but ages vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details for state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10-plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. All right. Wow. Now, we're coming to the main event of the program here, folks. The duos. Yeah, so it's dynamic duos. You know, I mean, you got Batman and Robin, Starsky and Hutch, Peanut Butter and Jam, Tripper and Dallas. See how many of my listeners pick up on that one. I got an old school crew, so you might, you might be able to pick up on the Tripper and Dallas. But uh, uh, Alec is like, what? Who? But uh, the top eight duos. Let's see what's going on. Like I said, I'm going to, uh, a, a cat sent this to me. So uh, we'll, we will go through this together. We're discovering this for the first time. As I would say, I like to keep the reactions, uh, you know, honest or genuine, I guess. All right. Hey, Darren. Yeah, I found this. We did, we did this on a board a little uh, many years ago. It was the best duos ever. Enjoy. Uh, all right. So, I, well, I don't, okay. I don't know what message board this is from. But, uh, all right. So, it might be one of the old fight boards. I, if it had been FC, I think you would have mentioned it. But, uh, okay. So, the top eight duos. We'll go, uh, I, I list, I sent them to you eight to one because I know you like to go. Okay. All right. So these guys know my shtick already. I have a couple guys, um, uh, that always send me, li- that have sent me like a ton of lists or links to lists from Bleacher Report or wherever. And, uh, yeah. And I saved them all in a folder. So, all right. And I, you know, Matt, Dave, I appreciate it. I really do. Thank you. Matt sent me this one. So this is cool. Uh, okay, top eight. I always love with it. It's like it's never the top five or top ten or twenty. No, top eight. All right, eight. Here we go. It's number eight. Uh, Basil McCray and Shane Sherlock. Well, I know Al didn't make this list. Um, Al, we need to get you on the show here for do a rapid fire or something. Um, yeah, uh, Basil and Sherlock. Well, yeah, I mean. Uh, played, uh, they got here, played three seasons. Yeah, I know they had a really strong, uh, playoff. Yeah, not, well, here it is. Yeah, okay, as I scroll a little further. The 90-91 playoffs, so yeah, 22 games. That's when the Minnesota went all the way to the final. I believe they played Pittsburgh? I believe, yeah. 
But McCray and Churla were everywhere in that series and caused a lot of shit. Um, I was never a huge Basil fan. Um, but, uh, although contrary to Al, we, Al and I have disagreed on this. Uh, I, I give Basil more better. But Al was around. I guess he, he watched. People are like, who the fuck is Al? No, Al and I have talked about Basil a few times. He's a fellow fellow fight fan. I know he listens to the show now and again. But uh, um, he was never a Basil guy. I, you know, I watched a bunch of North Star stuff a, a while ago. Some old mid-80s or late-80s Minnesota stuff. And McCray was on there. Like, goddamn, I think he must have fought 60 times in those two years. Um, it didn't look bad. Um, you know, like, again, am I saying always a top guy in the league? No, but I mean, always there, great fight card, fought, you know, played a long time. Um, wore, hell, I think he wore the C in Minnesota off and on, uh, you know, when they did a rotating thing. Um, you know, he had a hell of a career. Um, you know, again, was he a killer? No, but never backed down. Um, Shane Churla, on the other hand, I love me some Shane Churla. One of the most exciting fighters, Chainsaw. Wide open, I, you know, I always, I always point to the Churla McGuire fight when Churla was in Hartford, uh, on, and pretty much on one of the first fight tapes I ever got was, uh, was probably the fight that got me into hockey fights, really, and, uh, it's still one of my favorite fights of all time. No, I love me some Shane Churla, but Churla was a great, uh, you know, real physical guy, great hitter. Um, yeah, I, I'm down. I, I can see that. Top eight. You know, again, are we top eight of all time? Well, I mean, they didn't really list what their criteria was or anything. So, um, I, you know, going forward with the list here, I don't know. Maybe we'll see and we'll, we'll disagree with the, how it turns out. But, I mean, in duos, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'd throw their names out there for sure. Uh, number seven, Ojik and Brashear. Only played once in 96, 97. Okay, so yeah, I guess there's really no criteria for length or anything like that. I mean, I think these guys only played about a season and a half together. Um, yeah, out in Vancouver, this is where Brescia really found his career. Uh, you know, Montreal, he came up as a rookie. Eh, you know, he, did, he had limited success in Montreal, was getting better. Um, and then just got to Vancouver and really blossomed and actually probably made Ojik expendable. Um but Ojik, yeah, I mean, played what, how many years? Eight, nine years in Vancouver. Uh, you know, Burray's bodyguard, so to speak, did a great job. Um, you know, Jesus could run for mayor in Vancouver and could have won at the time. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, talk about two at the time. That's that. That's two legit bad motherfuckers right there, Gino Ojik and Donald Brashear. To be, I and I've always said I'm honest with you guys. To be completely honest. Not, I'm not a real fan of either guy. I mean, you know, Gino, rest in peace. I mean, I'm not, you know, trying to speak ill of the dead or anything. But, I mean, I was never a big Ojik fan. Not that I had anything, I didn't really have anything for or again him. But it was like, I don't know. I never, I don't know what it was. I, I don't really know what it was. It's one of those things. It's like, you know what I said with people, have fan, guys you like and don't like. Not that I didn't, I hated Gino Ojik or anything. Like It was nothing like that. But it was just like, I don't know, I just wasn't an Ojik guy. I mean, you know. And Brashear, same thing. I mean, but I've always given them their due, without a doubt. I mean, Ojik was a great enforcer for Vancouver, and Brashear was one of the, hell, he's in my top five of all time. So, I mean, but am I a fan of Donald Brashear? No. But, shit, you gotta recognize, right? So, 
But yeah, hey, that's a, uh, for one. I mean, they only played the one season or one one and a bit. But son of a bitch, that's a bad duo right there. Uh, number six, tied only Chris King. Well, there you go. Played parts uh, on and off for eight seasons. Uh, yeah, again, I don't. Uh, well, I'll keep reiterating. I don't know what their qualifications are, but I mean. I mean, there's no denying the success when they got traded from the Rangers to uh, Winnipeg, and they Winnipeg went on that roll and made Timu feel comfortable, and uh, they were the toast of the town in Winnipeg. I remember when that was a big deal when they got traded there, and I think, and again with Ty Domi, um, he really came into his own in Winnipeg. You know, New York. I mean, he did the fight, had the big thing with Probert, blah blah blah, but he was kind of the you know the rookie and all that, and. Um, wasn't the Ty Domi we all knew, right? I mean, it's like, you know, you're obviously you're a young guy. You're growing into the role. Um, but once he got to Winnipeg, he really... Domi really established himself in Winnipeg. and got a lot of playing time. And he looked great in his fights. And he had some great fights in Winnipeg. And then, of course, on to Toronto and whatever. And then the rest is history. But, um, yeah, Domi really found himself in Winnipeg. And, uh Yeah. And and Chris King, I mean, he had played, obviously he had a longer career. He had been around a little longer than Domi had been at that point. Um, uh, Chris King, solid, you know, solid grinder guy, mucker. Was he the greatest fighter in the world? No. Um, you know, middleweight guy, wouldn't back down. Um, I don't know, what, what you know, what could you, I can't go on a 10-minute friggin' synopsis about Chris King, but um, he was always around, but I mean... His impact was definitely felt in Winnipeg along with Domi's. A little better player than Ty. Um, but yeah, again, uh, you know, grinder, middleweight guy. Um, yeah, it's just, it's one, like I said, it's a duo thing, right? So he was a, he was a great compliment to Domi. And, uh, you know, yeah, Domi and King, man, I'm down. Uh, number five, Ray and May. Wow, there you go. Uh, played seven seasons together. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm a big fan of uh, well, both these. I love Robert Ray and I love Brad May. Um, Buffalo had such... Oh, man, Barnaby and Donnelly and Bugner and Son of a bitch, Buffalo had a tough team back then. Um, but Ray and May were definitely the two kingpins of the of the tough... Well, Donnelly would have been in there too. But when it was just the two of them, um, for sure... Um, I mean, Rob Ray, what can you say? I mean, one of those things, uh, when he first came up, uh, you know, jersey flying off naked underneath, blah, 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 and all that, but uh, always putting on a show. But I, I, he, again, I, Ray was one of those guys, too. I got to be completely honest. Uh, not that I did a complete 180, because I wasn't whatever, but I, maybe I did a 90 on him. Um, I wasn't the biggest Ray fan when he first came up. Not with the whole jersey. I didn't give a shit about the jersey thing. But I, I don't know what it was. I was just kind of, eh. But, um, I think, I don't know when my, I can't actually put my finger on, uh, uh, like a part uh, when, uh, I, I kind of, when I, when I did my kind of turn on Ray, maybe I got a DVD or something and I kind of, well, at that time probably would have been a VHS tape, um, with Ray, but, he just kind of grew on me, and uh, and it became. He's one of my favorite guys now of all time, and I mean, one of the best KO. And you bring us up with people, but really, go on YouTube. There's about a nine minute like Rob Ray KO video on there. Like he has one of the he has one of the higher KO TKO percentages out of a lot of out of, of all time, and uh, and actually got better when the jersey stayed on. 
Um, I think it forced him to get better. And, uh, and he didn't have that kind of, I don't think he relied on it as much. Well, he couldn't rely on it with a tie down, but I, I don't think he relied on the gimmick. Right. And he, and he just kind of, you know, you know, uh, gritted his teeth and went for it. And I think he's really successful. And Brad May from the word go, I mean, I know he was drafted in the first round. Uh, well, Chase Lindros, we did the scorecards. He was in that draft, about 14th overall, I think. Um, never played the minors, went right to the NHL. Um, had a great OHL career. Uh, played on Team Canada, gold medal here in Saskatoon. That's where I first saw him. Um, and I was a, immediately a Brad May fan. I met him in the concourse at Sask Place, and he was, uh, um, yeah, he was just he was just cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm always a Brad May guy. Had a hell of a career, thousand games. I mean, I don't think he ever probably lived up to the first round billing of his scoring. Like they all thought he was going to be like kind of the Rick Tockett power forward, thirty goal, three hundred minute guy. Um, I, I don't know if he ever scored 20. I think he had 18 one year. Um, but he had a couple double digit goal seasons, but never, you know, never panned out to be the big scorer. But I mean, fight wise, yeah, man, he had some great fights and he had power, man. He had thunder in his hands. He had some big knockouts and, um, and he was a fucking, May was a bad motherfucker, man. I mean, he didn't give a shit. I mean, he fought mad and he was fighting to win and, if you were down, he didn't give a shit. He'd smoke you when you're down. It was to send messages. I was down with Brad May, man. He was mean as shit. I like May. I'm I love it. Yeah, May and Ray for sure. Uh number four. Twist and Chase. Well, there you go. Uh, well they were a duo forever. They played with Duo and Junior in Saskatoon and then they went to St. Louis and um uh they got five seasons down here for Twist and Chase. Um yeah, I mean they obviously played together since teenagers. Um I mean, Twist is definitely the heavyweight there, but Chase certainly had the fight card and fought everybody too, but undersized guy, but just what a technician. And, uh, and Twist says, well, play with Twist got me into a lot of fights because guys would rather fight me than Tony, uh, which is probably very much true. Um, yeah, and actually they ended up fighting each other when, Twist, or when Chase went to Hartford. Um, yeah, man. I mean, you got Twist dropping bomb, and that was the thing when he when he came out of Peoria and he and he was in uh, he was in St. Louis, went to Quebec, and then went back to St. Louis. Um, got traded for Darren Kimball. Yeah, weird times. Um, yeah, but they were in Peoria together with the Rivermen. I believe both their numbers are retired in Peoria. Um, they've been actually kind of joined at the hip for a long time with the, both of them, from junior to minors to the NHL. And um, yeah, man, I was. Uh, I'm down. I, I'm a big fan of both guys, and uh, yeah, that's a great duo right there. Number three, Sumeko and McSorley only played. Well, they only have one season listed here. One and a yeah, really. That's interesting. I, I, I guess I again I'm discovering this view, guys. So it's not like I did a lot of research. For some reason, I thought. Well, I guess no. Sumeko went to what he went to Hartford, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, because Marty started in 83 with Pittsburgh and 85 with it. Yeah, okay. I get... I guess weird. I, I'm staring at Marty's card here. For some reason, I always just assume they played three or four seasons together, but they didn't. One. Um, I know I know. Marty is very complimentary about Dave Semenko and kind of... Semenko really, like you said, really kind of showed him the way and taught him and was very... Especially at that time, I mean, because really, Marty bumped Semenko out of the job and got Semenko traded, but he said it was, um, he never, like, Semenko never, 
like some guys would really cling to their position and like, you know, wouldn't help the rookies or whatever, or a younger guy. I guess Marty wasn't really a rookie, but was a younger guy. And he was saying Samanko was always gracious and, and everything and, and, you know, really taught Marty the role. And, um, yeah, I mean, for that one year, I mean, you talk about, you know, you had Semenko, who was one of the baddest dudes, and uh, short fuse, and then you got Marty there, who, again, short fuse. Um, yeah, that's a hell of, that's weird, man, I, for some, that's really baffling me, I, I thought Semenko and Marty, I don't know why I did, I just, it's one of those things, you just assume they played together forever, but one year, really, one full season together, huh, alright, um, but, uh, yeah, it's pretty tough to, uh, I mean, that's a pretty, that's a pretty tough duo, man. Yeah, there you go. Michael McSorley, number three. Number two, Nystrom and Gillies. Uh, 12 seasons, well, they're, for longevity, no one's going to beat those two. And I mean, Clark Gillies in the Hall of Fame and Nystrom, great careers. Um, yeah, really, well, then you throw like a Howard in there with them. And I mean, that's a terrible, uh, you know, terrible uh, threesome right there. And, uh, you know, but yeah, great players could, uh, you know, could score the winner on you and beat the shit out of you. Um, I could definitely see if, uh, you know, if I was, uh, well, I was born in 75, but if I was a fan back, like it was in my teenage years or whatever in the seventies and stuff, I could see myself, wow, I would have liked, well, I probably would have liked the Bruins a lot too. Um, but I could see myself being like a huge Nystrom and Gillies fan. Like I'm a fan now, but it's like, I've, it's all because of watching old videos and stuff. I wasn't in that moment, right, with those guys. Um, but I'm a fan of going back and watching the old videos and stuff. Um, I've always, like Nystrom is just, I love the way Bobby Nystrom fights. I mean, wide open, toe to toe. I love it. Um, you know, Gillies, big guy, old Jethro there. Um, didn't fight. I always wish he fought more. Uh, but would, you know, had a long fuse, but when he did, he was like the, the, you know, and, and some great tilts and, um, yeah, man, I'm down with both guys. I'm a huge fan of both those guys and, uh, definitely, um, you know, I mean, you could probably argue, I'm assuming I know who number one is. Oh, here, I'll just, yeah. So Probert and Coaster number one, um. Pretty tough to unseat those two, um, but if anybody could, it would be Gillies and Nystrom. Um, but yeah, well, number one, Probert and Coaster. I mean, I don't like. I don't like the listeners. Don't. I don't need to really sell you on this. Um, I've brought it up on the show before, though. Um, I will say, um, I always thought Coaster got better after he left Detroit and kind of got away from Probert and got out of that shadow when he got to New York. I, I always thought that was kind of Coaster's best work of his career. Again, he, he was entering his prime as well, right? Late 20s, early, th- you know, uh, going into New York. But uh, he was awesome with the Rangers. and uh, But he was great with Detroit too. But, I mean, you go back and look at those early fight cards when Probert was fighting. You know, Coaster was fighting other number twos and stuff. Not all the time. And, you know, not that he couldn't have fought whoever. But, I mean, he could fight anybody. Coaster's one of the all-timers. But... You, but I'm not, hey, I'm not shitting on Joey by saying this, but I mean, literally go and look at his fight card uh, when Probert was around in those mid-80s. Eh, you know, a lot of, you know, we got Jim Pavise and a lot of guys like that on there and Jamie McCallan and stuff. And it's like, you know, and, uh, you know, and I and I think, you know, when, once he left Detroit, I think, it, you know, 
and he became the number one Hev. I think uh, I think his fight card got a lot better. And um, but regardless, I mean, obviously he was there uh, a year or two before Bobby, and uh, you know, put up huge numbers. Saskatoon Blades guy, um, you know, so Coaster. I mean, feared right hand, and you know, did a lot of damage. And, and Pro- well, I'm going to explain Bob Proberty. I don't need to do that. So I mean, yeah, I mean Probert and Coaster. I mean. Yeah, if I was doing the list, I'd probably have them at number one, too. Actually, I'd probably... Yeah, the Nystrom and Gillies. Uh, I mean, I really can't argue with the list. I mean, I'm just trying to think of other other duos. It's, you know, on the spot, it's kind of tough. But, I mean, I don't know. Nylon and Cordic, uh, Byers and Miller. Um, actually, I'm really surprised. Um, no, Dave Brown. I mean, who... Well, Baruby? Although, him and Baruby, I don't think, played that much together. They had a couple seasons. But, again... Just going by this list, they had one or two years with guys. I know Ruby and Brown definitely played a season or two together. Um, I'm trying to think, Ben Will, Ben Will Cochran, maybe would that be around the same time? Kind of that early eighty. Um, you know, well, O'Reilly and Jonathan, or O'Reilly and Cashman, or something, or Jonathan and Winsick. I mean, uh, if you Fakoda Baumgartner, Kind of new school shit. Uh, oh, Colt Moore, Fraser McLaren. I actually really like that year with the Leafs. So, well, there we go. There's your uh, your dynamic duos top eight. What do you think? Um, you know, <clears throat> I think you got to find some Bruins and some Flyers in there, but uh, something to chew on anyway on your commute or as you sit in your cubicle at work, eat your cheese sandwich, thinking out loud. But, uh, yeah, there we go, folks. Well, there's an hour. There's an hour I killed for you. Um, but, no, like I said, I, I want to thank you. I always say this, but I, I, I thank you guys for tuning in. I know there's plenty of uh, hockey podcasts to listen to. The fact that you chose to listen to this one, I greatly appreciate it. And uh, and I and I do. I In all honesty, I really do want to hear from you guys um, in terms of um, just, just feedback on the show. Just uh, how is it? How's it going? Um, like I said, after 319, maybe a lot of times I give off the, the aura, maybe, or the, the vibe that I don't give a shit. Nah, there's probably some truth to that. But at the same time, I've always said it's your guys' show. It's a listener's show. Um, and if there's something I'm doing or not doing, I want to hear about it. And, uh, and that's why I rely on you guys to hear. But, uh, other than that, whatever, whatever site you're listening to this on iTunes or on Spotify, could you rate and review my show? I would greatly appreciate that. If you go to YouTube, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube, I have over 2,000 fight videos. Uh, I actually uploaded some old Saskatoon Blade uh, uh, Prince Albert Raider uh, highlight footage you should check out. It's pretty funny. And uh, I actually just put up a, a wicked Darcy Johnson LNAH fight. Um, I want to get more involved in the YouTube. I know I keep saying that. I really do want to get some more stuff on my YouTube, get that channel a little more active. Um, but yeah. And uh, if you happen to watch a video on my YouTube channel or on Alex's channel or or Jordan's or what have you, um, just hit the, you know, I know the little thumbs up. I know that's kind of, you know, whatever, you know, it's a little cheesy or hokey or whatever. YouTube loves that shit. So, yeah, if you could do that, that would be really cool. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the thumbs up button. Um, other than that, guys, thank you very much for tuning in. Hopefully, I will have an interview for you on Wednesday. Working on it. Uh, we just have to coordinate our schedules. So, um, hopefully I'll have that, uh, I'll, I'll get the champ on here. I'll let you guys figure that one out. But, uh, anyway, folks, let's get out of here. It's Saturday night. It's uh, nine 30 time to go. 
But uh, again, thank you for tuning in. And I will be back to talk to you guys on Wednesday. Thanks, everybody. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 